Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Connor George. Yes, he brings us up to speed on what we all missed out on during Alumni Weekend last weekend, what this team might be going through right now on a day-to-day basis, and it's just all sorts of fun stuff. But before that, yeah, we got a big game, big game to preview as Purdue comes into East Lansing to take on our struggling Michigan State Spartans. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Friday is finally here. Welcome to the end of the week, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Spartans, your team every single day. That's right, we do this five days a week here in the Locked On Podcast Network. No matter how good or how bad things are going with our favorite college sports team, we are always riffing about them. And sometimes we get some pretty cool guests to talk about them as well, like we do on today's show. Yes, we got former player, a friend of the program, as this is his second appearance on the show, Connor George. He hops in segments two and three. But first, yeah, we got that big game to talk about tomorrow, but before getting to any of that, I just have to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, please. I said please. I'm trying to be nice here. And also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you just want to yell at me. You want to take your anger uh, about this team just out on someone, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is a fantastic place to do so. Uh, go go light up that inbox. And thank you for anyone that's uh, emailed in the last few weeks. Uh, definitely have seen an uptick in emails. And I like to think it's because, yeah, we got a engaging show, a lot of back and forth going on, which we do. But also I think, yeah, people uh, need a void to sound off about uh, the Michigan State Spartans on. And that's uh, what better place to do it than an email inbox of a lowly podcast host. So, yeah, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. All right. I got four thoughts. Uh, right in front of me about this game going on tomorrow. That's right, Saturday at noon at Breslin Center. Tickets available, uh, ESPN, if you're going to watch from your house or a bar like I will. <sighs> Not really looking forward to this one, to be honest. But I will watch every single second of it because, I, yeah, I'm just a sick person. And, uh, yeah, it's, come on, it's not like we haven't seen any losses recently. Anyway, let's talk about it. Let's go through the four thoughts. The first one goes above and beyond the game. This is win and you're in. Of course, yes, I will not stop talking about Michigan State's NCAA tournament hopes uh, as it's starting to look a little rocky. Like we've said after every single loss, like it, they probably will get in, and there are scenarios that they get in even if they lose every game, but still, you want to put the nail in the coffin, you want to stop any doubt whatsoever, hey, uh, beating one of the best teams in the country, yeah, that, that will probably do it here. And this is a website we reference a lot on this show because, yeah, they do great work. And BartTorvik.com. If you want to simulate the rest of the season, let's say you win on Saturday. You beat the Boilermakers, but you lose the next four, meaning the last three of the regular season, and then the first one, the Big Ten Tournament. Yeah, Michigan State would still make an eight seed, according to their projections. However, okay, let's say you lose this one. You'll lose the rest of the regular season, and oh my god, you just lost the first game in the Big Ten tournament. Okay, Bart Torvik says that you're in, but in one of the last four buys categories. So you'd be the 10th seed, maybe 11th seed. Um, and you know what else Bart Torvik has to say? 
and not just about the tournament, but Saturday's game. Uh, they say it's going to be a Purdue 78, Michigan State 74 victory for the Boilermakers. So pretty close. And as I record on Thursday, there, there's no spread out for the game just yet. That'll come late Friday, perhaps early Saturday morning. It could be a close game here. Now, thought number two. How on earth does Michigan State win this game? No, seriously, how? How on, how on earth does this team beat Purdue? Um, okay, so here's all the problems that I have with this game. Aside from the whole point that uh, it doesn't seem to be a fair matchup here, let's get a little bit into it. And my first concern here is that uh, Max Christie could very well be assigned to Jaden Ivey. Uh, Jaden Ivey, not just a lottery pick, but a lot of mock drafts that you look at. He's like a top three guy, pretty squarely in the top three here. So the natural matchup on defense would be, hey, Christy, can you guard six foot four, do it all, Jaden Ivey? Okay, Michigan State has struggled against lottery talent lately. Uh, Johnny Davis blitzed them pretty good at Breslin Center not too long ago. Keegan Murray, uh, he got his very early on in the game uh, at Iowa not too long ago. And, okay, that's a common thing. Like, hey, a team didn't do so well against lottery talent. Yeah, there's a reason they're lottery talent. However, this obviously affects Max Christie as well. Yeah, he didn't really guard Keegan Murray all too much, but he has guarded Johnny Davis. Throughout the season, he has guarded some top-end perimeter players. And we've talked about this time to time. Izzo has talked about this time to time, especially lately, that, yeah, uh, this might be adding up to Max Christie's legs in his true freshman season. Well, there's also some pretty easy numbers to follow along to to exemplify that. Seven games have passed since his outstanding performance against Michigan at Breslin Center. In those seven games, Max Christie has one double-digit scoring outing. In his last seven games, sit down for this one. He is 13% from three-point land, shooting it at a 3 of 22 clip. Oh my goodness. So yeah, very worried about that matchup right there uh, because MSU needs someone to hit shots, and usually it's Max Christie or Gabe Brown, and uh-oh, uh, that hasn't been going too well lately. Of course, it's impossible to talk about Purdue without talking about their two big men. Talking about Zach Eady, the seven foot four starter for their team, he has seven double doubles so far this year. Can I just deviate off script really quick? Actually, how are you seven foot four and only have seven double doubles? I, I digress. Anyway, he is shooting the ball at sixty eight percent from the field. Again, when when you're almost as tall as the rim, you're going to make a lot of shots. Sixty eight percent field goal percentage uh, leads the conference. That. Goes without saying. That's a very hard clip to get to. Now, their backup big man, who's better than many starting big men in this conference, is Travion Williams. Yes, he scored, oh, I forgot what it was, something like 86 points in the second half last year at Breslin Center during that just <laughs> sensational game. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm thinking about that game again. Um, He's good. Yep, it's confirmed. He's still good. He can finish over both shoulders. He's shooting it at a 55% clip, which is 7th best in the Big Ten, and he's also got pretty good vision too. Uh, you collapse down to double-team him, he's going to find the open shooter, and unfortunately, yeah, Purdue has got a lot of great shooters. They have the best three-point shooting team in the conference and second best in the whole country at a smooth 40% clip. They've got seven guys that shoot above 40% from behind the arc, and one of them isn't even Jaden Ivey. Jaden just shoots at a, a lowly 36%. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough offense to D up against. 
And yeah, they're the number one offense in adjusted efficiency. Thought number three. Okay, how on earth does Michigan State win this game? Okay, I'll actually, you know what? I'll give you answers now. Um, I'm not just going to leave a bunch of questions out here without answering them this time around. Here's how. I've got a few things written down, and this is going to be a shorter topic than the the one we just wrapped up. Uh, The first thing that jumps out to me is that Edie and Williams are both under 65% free throw shooters. Get them on the line a lot. Get physical against these guys in the paint. Follow them hard. Go up hard. If, uh, okay, you follow them, great. Okay, they're not the world's greatest free throw shooters. So, against Illinois, you have Kofi Coburn. Last time, or when they played the Illini, Kofi gets the ball. They started to collapse down on him. And uh, that didn't necessarily work out too well because eh, he was uh, able to find the open shooters around the perimeter. Just leave these guys solo and have your big men just play as physical as possible. Use all five of Mati Sissoko's fouls. Use all five of Julius Marble's fouls. Let's see if Malik Carr's got fouls to give up this game. Uh, just put Edie and Williams on the line. Don't be shy in the paint. So we'll see if that's the strategy they go with, but that could be one right there. Also, I'm taking a deep sigh. You'll see why right here. Uh, Purdue has a 14.7% uh clip on defense as far as turning the ball over. I know that, sorry, that fumbled out of my mouth right there. Here, I'll try to put it better. Uh, They are 342nd in the nation at turning teams over. There, I just should have just gone with that. However, why I had the deep sigh, says Indiana and Illinois both have terrible turnover defenses as well, and that didn't really seem to matter against Michigan State. And also, um, hey, shooting can't get worse for Michigan State, can it? Like, eventually, water's got to find its level uh, eventually here, right? So, I don't know, hopefully. In the friendly confines of their own arena, Michigan State gets hot from beyond the arc. And my fourth and final thought on this game before we get into a chat with Connor George, um, we're going to go back to what Izzo said after the Iowa game, and that is that changes are a-coming. Okay, let's see what they are. Is it going to be Marble for Bingham? Is it going to be Malik Hall for Joey Hauser in the starting lineup? Is it going to be the crazy idea of Jay, uh, yes, Jaden Akins taking Gabe Brown's spot and sliding Christie down to the three so Akins plays the two? Or, what? Uh, now humor me here for this one. What if all three of those happen? What if all three of the things I just named off happen? I highly, highly, highly doubt that it will happen, but entertain me here. So you got the starting lineup of A.J. Hogard at the one. Akins. At the two, Christie at the three, Hull at the four, Marble at the five. How about that for starting lineup? Now, what that does, that gets Brown off the bench, gets Hauser off the bench, and Bingham off the bench. Maybe that reinvigorates how they digest the game before they get out into the court. Maybe lets them settle in from the bench and not the actual game. And who knows? Maybe that benefits all three players. But also, this could also mean that Aiken starts on Jaden Ivey. Okay, this will allow Christie to guard Sasha Stefanovic, who's more of a perimeter player, and you're not having Christie run 9.7 miles throughout the entire game trying to guard one of the best players in the country, so maybe that helps get Christie going a little bit. And, of course, Hall for energy because he's one of your best players and he should be in the starting lineup, and then Marble has been coming along pretty well here in the last few weeks. Again, very unlikely that it'll be this drastic of a change in the starting lineup, but... I, I don't hate it. So stay tuned to see what the changes are going to be. I'm sure we'll all have opinions on it. And, you know, just take a one-game sample size and take it as canon the rest of the way. All right. We're going to talk with our guy, Connor George, here in a hot second. But first, 
just have to talk to you fine folks about Run Your Pool. That's right, runyourpool.com. March Madness is just a few weeks away. Oh my goodness. Uh, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you going for the best? Well, we've done our homework here and we are running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers a ton of formats like Survivor Pools or Pick X Pools. Uh, just go check them out. They have options to edit scoring as well, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. And hey, if you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that March Madness magic and play alongside your employees. Or, hey, play with your customers as well. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest, and I mean easiest, three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there too, baby. That's right. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize prize woo also man it's built bar time and you know what's not time for it's not time for quitting new year's resolutions i know it's late february but yeah we're still talking about new year's resolutions because thanks to built bar still still holding strong to mine that's right getting fit eating better because built bar is powering me through my workouts with their incredibly tasty protein bars that are wrapped in 100 percent real chocolate soft chewy so flavorful not just delicious on the taste buds though but delicious on the body. That's right. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And they've got the flavors for you guys. they got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and also new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Whew, get yourself some of those. Those are fantastic. They're delicious, and new flavors are always coming out all the time. They're limited edition flavors. Fly off the shelves like that. So go to Built.com to check them out. And when you check out, Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's right, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com to get your Built Bars. And before getting to our conversation with the one, the only Connor George, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. It always makes me feel just a little cool when we have a former player on, and it does not get any cooler than the one we have on the line right now. We are talking former Michigan State basketball player, 2019 Final Four team member, and just bench mob all-star. We're talking CG, <laughs> Connor George. Connor, how on earth are you doing, man? Thanks a lot for coming back on the show. You're friend of the program now. That's right. Oh, yeah. Thanks thanks for having me, Matt, man. Always a blast to, to get on here and, and talk with you. So appreciate it, man. Look at that. So, okay, I said, like, I feel a little cool, but I, I'm, you know, very, very far away from what you are and a lot of the other former players of Michigan State are, so I'm going to, like, try to use you as, like, my mole right now. Last weekend, you guys have an alumni weekend. Bring us behind the scenes. What, what on earth is that like? Like, what are the festivities? Are you just going straight to Rick's right off the bat? Is there other, like, <laughs> uh, like player-oriented stuff? Or, like, tell me about uh, your, your weekend and alumni weekend. No, alumni weekend was awesome, man. Everyone got to uh... – Everyone that was in town got together, and you know we were able to to enjoy a few beverages, uh, get have a nice night out with each other, and, and just catch up and see how everyone's doing. Because you know we're not all doing the same thing. Everyone's everyone had their own little 
spin and where they uh, ended up, and everyone just got to catch up and and see each other. It was really cool, man. We had a we had a dinner the night before um, the game on Friday. Um, again, had had a few drink or two and and just sat sure. down, caught up, and 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 uh, it was it was we were taking a trip down memory lane. I know I was a little more recent to graduating than a lot of the other alumni that were there, so it was it was cool to hear their stories as well. And uh, we all got along, and it was it was a great time. And then obviously Saturday morning hits, and we go we go to the game, and um, and then we after the game unfortunately ended the way it did. It was that was a little sad, but we all got in the hall of history at the Breslin after the game, and and hung out even more, and had a, had a great time, and um, it was just nice seeing everyone. And that's that's part of the reason that MSU is so special, man, because we all catch up, and it, it felt like. So everyone knew each other. Everyone was talking to each other, and it was just, it was just like again, trip down memory lane for sure. And you know, you didn't graduate too long ago, so I'm sure you're considered one of the the young guns there. Like oh, when yeah. it's story time, like are you guys just sitting back and just listening to all like the the older guys talk and share their stories, or you guys get in the mixes oh, yeah. as, as well? Oh yeah, no, we we hear all the we 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 first of all we let our elders speak first. Um, and we let them share nice. their stories and <laughs> respectfully, naturally let them go first. And then, um, and then we, we kind of get, get our, get the time in and we talk about like the similarities and then the differences. And we're just like, you know, uh, we didn't have it like that, but you know, we, we did, you know, we went through the grind as well. So we know what, what they're talking about. And there's, trust me, the, the coaches, um, that were around, uh, when the former players were around, it's, it's all the same, you know, like we, it's it's a lot of the same coaching staff. So like we can relate to a lot of the stories they say, and then we tell our version of our stories <laughs> and it's like the same exact coaches are saying like the same things type of thing. You know, we, we all have our like Izzo impersonations or assistant coaches impersonations and they haven't changed a bit in a sense of, in a sense of, you know, what goes on during practices and, and uh, outside of practices and film sessions it's it's all it's, it's just it's funny how everything can relate and it, it all feels like we were on the same team what what is like the biggest difference between you know how you guys had it you know in the late 2010s versus like some guys that maybe played like in the early 2010s or like the early 2000s like what are some of the big differences uh because yeah just like you said a lot of the coaching has been the same especially the head coach obviously but the assistants too but yeah. like what has been like some of the biggest differences from what you hear from other guys? Um, I think that, you know, the biggest difference is, is maybe that the times have changed a little bit in terms of like social media and, um, and things of that nature. I mean, like back then there was no social media, so not as much like outside of the, the, the court, like talk, like we, we could hear the chatter um, of the outside world. Sure. Um, and that was a big difference in the way that coaches and, and obviously now things get, things get blown out of proportion a little bit too. Whereas back then certain things wouldn't have gotten blown out of proportion. So like it was more, yeah. it was a more common occurrence. So, um, I think that maybe, maybe they were a little harder on the, on the guys that were in school in the early 2000s and, uh, <laughs> practicing a lot more and maybe, maybe getting, uh, maybe yelling a little bit more, um, but we just, <laughs> but we like to tell them that we were getting yelled at as well. Um, and that, that we heard a lot of the same, <laughs> the same screams and everything, but they're like, everyone in the, from the 2000s is like, you guys weren't getting, you know, Izzo wasn't on you guys like he was us. And, and uh, I definitely feel like 
we definitely had it a little bit easier than the, than the guys in 2000s uh, for sure. But, you know, you can't be as a coach. It's a little, the times have changed a little bit and you have to adapt. And I think Izzo's has done a pretty good job adapting and to the culture. So. Who, who is the best storyteller like in the group when you get back to these alumni weekends? Is there anyone that like when they start talking, you're just like, Oh yeah, it's, this is, this is going to be a good one. Oh yeah, I think I think uh, the the guy I, I enjoyed listening to this weekend was was Cowboy uh, Jason Andreas. Uh, he was he was gotcha. he was giving me he, that was he was I was dying listening to his stories, man. He was you know he had a lot of he had a lot of uh, good, unique, funny stories. But then again, we could tie it in uh, when it came to like assistant coaches and kind of the the, the moments that everyone was freaking out and panicking, and um, I was. He had a, he had a good crowd and he had he definitely had a good audience too. We were, we were appreciating his storytelling for sure. Jason Andreas. Plenty more to talk about with Connor George, but first, hey, have you ever heard of BetOnline.net? Woo! Well, I'm sure you have because we've been talking about it for quite some time. Because BetOnline.net, it's a place to be. Football season might be over for the season. Yeah, it's sad. But basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it ain't just basketball. Mm-mm. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, and don't forget golf, baby. Yeah, that's still going on. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Connor, i got to pivot the conversation here. Obviously, Michigan State, kind of a rough patch right now. But I kind of want to relate it to what you're talking about with like practice and everything like that. I'm sure you've been on teams that had some rough patches. You know, it almost happens mm-hmm. annually for Michigan State and well, every yep. college basketball team, if you want to look at it. Yeah. Can you put your shoes or kind of guess how practice has been lately? Like when a rough patch hits for Michigan State, is it just like even more intense in practice? Like, oh, my God, there's so much yelling. Is he going to throw the ball rack at us? Or is it like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going we're gonna to calm down here and just like we're going we're gonna to see what the problem is. Like can you envision what practice is like these days or does it just change just depending on the team. Yeah, so like you said, we we've all hit that patch of the year, and I, I believe even um like the final four year, like we we had that mid season type lull. I know this is a little bit later, but it, it's always mm-hmm. like right in the middle or a little bit after that that middle of the Big Ten where you hit that mid season lull. You're, you're practicing day in day out, and we catch a couple losses in a row, and everyone starts freaking out, right? But um, those practices, it kind of depends on the previous game. So, okay. for instance, Illinois hits. You know, we we have we have a great second half. We didn't play as good in the first half. Um, they we come back, we show fight, um, and, and they hit it. They hit a they hit a shot to beat us. Like we didn't, you know, we didn't lose that game late in the second half by turnovers or whatnot. They they hit a good shot. So I, I can imagine those practices. You know, Izzo I know was, was was proud of the way we fought and and the fact that Illinois is such a good team and we did come close. I mean, obviously we want to win that game, but. Um, I can imagine that practice, especially after losing a few, is like, okay, we're there. Like, we, we can do this. We need to win this next game, right? Gotcha. But a game like yesterday, you can imagine a lot of film. Different story. A lot of <laughs> different story. It's, a, it's a, the, the, the script has flipped, I guarantee. 
in East Lansing and and Izzo is you know I guarantee you we're watching a lot of film right now and we are going we are doing war drill up and down for countless and countless and countless of minutes and everyone's like oh man we better get ready for this because um that's kind of how it goes it kind of depends on the performance of the game honestly if, he, if he's proud of you practice might be you know you have you have a better feeling going into practice even though you lost but when it's when it's a kind of a game like last night versus Iowa I'm sure that they they got home late and they woke up early <laughs> yeah, uh, probably safe to say. And you would know better than anyone here, obviously, uh, being a former player. But also, I'm fascinated with this. When you watch these games as a former player, I always like want to know, like, and you can't speak for every former player, of course, but like just from yeah. your experience, when you watch these games, like, are, are you like me and a good number of fans and you're just a not a well-adjusted adult and you let a college sports game just like kind of ruin your night a little bit? Or just being a former player, do you kind of rationalize it and you're just like, oh, you know, it'll be okay. Sure. Like what's, what's your mood like after tough games like we saw on Tuesday, for example? Okay. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday, uh, I was, I was hurting. Uh, okay. Was like, All right. Oh, One of us, baby. There we go. I was a fan and I was, I was on Twitter and I'm reading all the tweets and everything like that. But, um, like I'm definitely a, uh, you know, a guy that looks at the game and, and, and I, I kind of just get invested in, into the ball and just, I, I ball watch and I don't, you know, there's times where I can, I can see what's going on, but there's times where I like stop looking at everything that's going on and just watching the game. Um, mm-hmm. yesterday was, yesterday was hard to watch, man. And, um, but at the end of the day, you, you do think about it after and you're like, we're going to be fine. And, you know, and as though we trust, uh, the, we, we all say that as well. So, uh, it's March. We're heading into March, and this is, is those time of year. So I, I don't have any doubt in my mind. We're gonna be, we're gonna be all right. So I'm confident. But you know, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to. And is we trust. We got to put the. Uh, he's done. He's been here before, right? So that's kind of what yeah. I like to think. And we've been in this situation, and we've, it's always panned out. And I'm sure it's gonna be fine this year too. And the whole week on the podcast, uh, we've just been talking about, you know, what's going on with the team. We've pointed out a lot of issues, but here's an issue we haven't pointed out yet that I, I've saved for you. How much of this uh, rough patch falls on the, the bench not being intense enough? Do you got to go down to East Lansing and light a fire under these guys, or what's what's going on here with uh, the end of the bench there, Connor? Come on. You know, I still keep in touch with my bench mob, you know? like There we go. <laughs> like, I'm like, let's go. We got we to gotta get these boys going, you know? Every time someone dunks the ball, we're hyped. We're getting on the bench we're screaming um but yeah man, that's that's where i that's where i take my pride and joy and i'm making sure our, our our bench is is rocking every game like i said i still keep in touch with all the guys so um you know they're they're listening and they and i'm trying to, i'm trying to stay in their ear and i'm like hey boys like we got to get jumping someone try a quick clap every now and then i mean come on yeah, <laughs> yeah hey i i get it because I, I was a bench mob uh fellow myself although i was uh, a bench mob for my freshman team on my class C, <laughs> uh catholic school basketball team and you were for a uh well division one big 10 cow so but you, you know that's close enough in, in my it's opinion same. Yeah, no judge- yeah it's the same it's the same bench mob is bench mob man we're a family see yeah, there we go. You got some solidarity there. Love that. Uh, really quick before uh, you know, set you off to enjoy the rest of your weekend as we head into the weekend here. Big news in the MSU volleyball world, and uh, yeah. you know, kind of, I don't know if you know this, but uh, this was brought up quite some time on the broadcast. Uh, your mom was the volleyball coach at Michigan State. Um, whenever you got on the court, they were legally obligated to say that during the broadcast. Um, but no longer, <laughs> she's retired. What is she going to do with her time now? 
she doesn't know, man. I'm like, she, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she called me the other day and, um, actually it was funny. I was like, so how you doing? Are you adjusted? Are you getting used to it? Cause she's a uh, very, she has to be doing a lot. She's a task person, you know, and she's, sure. been, she's been in the coaching world for almost, you know, 35 years. So she's been doing that. And so used to the off season, like recruiting and all this stuff. She called me the, the other day. I said, how are you doing? And she was like, oh, well, I just finished cleaning the house. And I was like, okay, good. And nice. she's like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's like, I'm done. I don't know what I'm going to do now. And <laughs> So I started laughing at that. That was pretty funny because she has no idea what is next in store for her. But she's, she's going to figure it out. But she's antsy. And she's, she's chomping at the bit to do something. So we're going to have to get her on the golf course, I, I think. She's going to have to start yeah, picking up some golf. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. Love that. Or like you know, she'll probably be on Mel Tucker's staff by 2023. You know, she. You know what? I, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. There's something to that I think because I, I covered her for one year in volleyball and like she, like the most intense coach I've ever. Like because I covered men's basketball, Michigan State, and I covered volleyball and field hockey. By far, your mom was like the most like dialed in, focused, intimidating coach I've seen. It's like, oh my god! So I think she'd be great <laughs> on Tucker's staff. We'll uh, start that campaign. Tonight. Yeah, we're gonna put in the application, and then we'll send out some some hashtag Kathy George. She, Love she, that. You know, Love she, that. Keep chopping. Keep chopping. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. Connor George, you know, just like I said before we start recording, awesome to have you back on and. I, I couldn't remember if it was a month ago or two years ago, but it, it, regardless, awesome to have you back on, man. Always love talking yeah. to you. It's one, yeah, one man, of the best I, out there, so thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, go green, man. Huge, huge thank you to Connor George uh, for joining us for uh, another episode of Locked on Spartans. As, yeah, that was his second appearance on this show, so a friend of the program, Connor George. Uh, love talking to him, as always. Great guy to chat with and uh, always nice to get a little insight from a former player and also got to thank you guys a ton uh you know if it was first episode of the week you listen to or if you listen to a few or if you're a crazy person and listen to every single episode this week hey just gotta thank you immensely immensely for making lockdown spartans your first listen every single day here in the lockdown podcast network you guys make this a ton of fun even uh in a season that hasn't been so fun uh, lately, hopefully things will pick up tomorrow, Saturday at noon on ESPN. Now, go make Locked on NFL Draft your second listen. That's right. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free, and it's available wherever you get your podcast. Have yourself a weekend, gang. Love you all. Go Green.